Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. I hope everybody out there is safe and sound. Uh, we'll get to all the uh, latest reports from around town about all the damage that was done from the freeze. Uh, but I hope everybody out there uh, is doing uh, really well as best as can, can be considered, considering the circumstances. But we are here to bring you Ball Don't Lie. We got a lot to get into. We'll talk Cowboys. A lot of Cowboys news, notes, and nuggets. They hired an offensive line. Coach, they're still interviewing Candace for the OC job. Jerry is talking to the media and he's talking about a lot of different subjects. He did confirm Mike McCarthy will call the plays. We'll talk about that. He talked about uh, what happened with the wide receiver position this season with the Cowboys. We'll get into all of that for the Cowboys fans. Also, the Texans interviewing offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator candidates for their uh, vacancies over there. We'll get into that as well. Got a lot of news to drop about the Texans. D'Amico Ryans had his press conference today. Going to be introduced to the media. We'll get into all of that and more. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream in the cheese. Pippin ain't easy, but for this man, it's a breeze. Mike Hardball Hard. What's going on, brother? What to do, what to do. Try to stay warm. Try to stay safe. Special shout-out to our man Sal up in NYC. He reached out to make sure everybody was doing well. So, yeah, we're holding it down. Um, Be careful with the ice, though. Be careful with the ice. I know everybody's getting excited. The ice is melting. Just make sure you get out of the way of the ice as it melts from above because it can be a little bit dangerous. Somebody that's also dangerous sits across from me every single day. He hails from H-Town with the get-down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud car-carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime Hall of Fame Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments, but he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rob Babers. Appreciate the intro as always, brother, and glad you are back. Uh, let's not waste any time introducing the real MVP, one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid. We do know he's underpaid. The Patrick Davis. How you doing, Patrick? I'm doing good, doing good. This is one of the times of the year when everybody can make fun of me for being fat all year long. <laughs> they call it overeating. I call it getting prepared. Because mm-hmm. guess who's not that cold right now? That's right. Yeah. It's comfortable. Yeah, it is comfortable. Um, yeah, no, we're, we're above a little bit of, uh, I think a little above 40 degrees. We might be 40, 41, hovering around there. Yep. Uh, that feels a lot better than the last couple of days um, when we were hovering around below freezing and you see things are starting to thaw. And as my man Horace just told you, please be careful. Uh, heads up. All right. Yeah. Literally, uh, make sure that um, that you are taking care of yourself and taking care of your family. One thing that I do want to throw out there, uh, it is Groundhog Day. So happy Groundhog Day. Uh, uh, do you tell people happy Groundhog Day? I don't no, so. I don't. I don't even you bring don't, it up. You, you don't even have to. You don't even have to address people with Groundhog Day. Greetings no, because because you saw what happened this morning. The Groundhog. He saw his shadow. So six more weeks of winter. But he 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 sees his shadow more often times than not. Yeah, but we wanted no more six weeks of winter after I, all this. I, I'm with you. I hope he's wrong. Uh, but you know, I got some, <laughs> actually I studied this. I went down a rabbit hole last night because I didn't have anything to do. Um, so I actually got some stats on Paxitani <laughs> Field. Oh my for gosh. Groundhog Day. Yeah. And so, how accurate he is. Yes. You know, yeah. Uh huh. I, 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 I figured that's I where you were going. Down. Yeah, yeah. We did some deep research on comparing him his um. You know, prognostications and predictions to, you know, the actual mm-hmm. seasonal changes and what happens. So we'll get into that a little bit later on. Yeah. 
All right, bringing that to the people. I like so, it. So happy like it. Groundhog Day to the people out there. Uh, but also, man, my or is it? <laughs> well, that um, uh, and that was also mid the focus of midweek movie music. So shout out to my man Patrick for uh, hooking that up yesterday. Like and uh, yeah, for those who are listening to us, we cannot be streamed right now. There is no wireless. There's no internet here. We don't have. Uh, we're actually the power is out in this uh, neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we have a generator, thank God. Shout out to the uh, the folks working hard around here, to Dave and hell, I think Derek was yep. out there dealing with the generator too. Mm-hmm. So we're still up and going, but basically only through old school radio. Uh, can you hear 104 now on the horn? I, I did get the podcast up from yesterday. It well required done. having to go you, uh, into thumb drives and connecting <laughs> multiple school. computers. Yeah, yep. man. We had to get one that was in, on a computer in our network yeah. to a computer that's on an internet. That's what I'm talking about, man. Uh, but we, we were able to get the pod. So those are up now. If you missed yesterday's show and are listening now, uh, that is available there. We we'll try and get uh, all the shows up by uh, the end of today. I love it. That's why he's the real MVP, ladies and gentlemen, because even when there is no way, he finds a way. There it is. My man Patrick does. Hey, man, if you you saw, I am set up (laughs) in a different studio now with the motor. There is a lot of wires running. There is a lot happening. I I haven't even seen it. All this to try and get our stuff done, (laughs) behind-the-scenes stuff. No, No. I appreciate it, man. It's uh, it's, it's Shout out to Dave, man. Dave has been working hard to keep us out to go get more Gas for the generator, yeah. keep us going. Yep. Yep. Yeah, man. No, no, no. I, I'll it's, tell you, it's it's a miracle. There's a lot of people working behind the scenes to keep it rolling. We have not. Have we dropped off the air? Yeah. As far as I know, we we're I still on. We have, I think our right? signal's yeah. going down and up. The signal's going down and up. But, There's some flickering, but yes. no, no, no. So shout out to Dave, man, and the people working behind the scenes uh, to keep this party going. And we're glad that we can be here for you. And also shout out to all the first responders for and sure. essential workers. Hell, you said your trash. Man came today. Yeah, twice. Uh, uh, twice. Twice. Working hard, man. Yeah. Uh, so shout out to all the essential workers. Uh, it is, I mean, it is uh, tough. Uh, it's tough sledding out there uh, these days, especially trying to get around, number one, but then having to get to work um, to make sure that, because so the city doesn't completely shut down. No, no. Uh, and that's why we're here, too, um, to make sure that we're doing our part. So uh, we appreciate all the essential workers and all the first responders for sure. And uh, one thing that breaks my heart just just talking to my fellow Austinites and my fellow Central Texans, um, man, walking around the neighborhood and seeing mm. all the beautiful trees, like the yep. live oaks, like decades of growth and maturity, just devastated, yep. just yeah. just damaged most of them beyond repair. I mean, you just heard that stuff going hard last night. It was. I mean, it's it and walking around, it's heartbreaking. It's sad. Yeah. That it, wind it really picked up a little bit last night, and oh, man. I mean, it was like. Every five minutes, you would hear somewhere in the neighborhood, oh. like somewhere within five or six houses, you hear that rustle, snap, it's beautiful. ice fall. It's, it's brutal. It's some of the most beautiful trees in my neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, some of the ones you'd walk, when you when you take a walk, you make sure, oh, man, I got to look at that tree. Look at that tree. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Yeah, I know it had to be 60, 70, 80 years, yep. you know, damn near 100 or some potentially years of growth and maturity, and now because of the freeze. Yeah. And it's not just this freeze, I will say that it's, we had a, we had I mean, we've had like four freezes in the last what two years or something. Yeah, like that's two, actually years. been ridiculous. And actually. I think it's just yeah. I think it's that repeated damage over time that they just couldn't stand up to it. Yeah, I, uh, extreme weather, weather. Yeah, and then the weight of the ice that came on because yeah. we had a lot of precipitation, a weird way that it worked. I parked my car down the street away, like tried to get away man. from trees. I walked out this morning, tree branch right where wow. I normally park. Oh, so I was very happy that I well not parked done. There last yeah, night. Yeah, man, thinking ahead. I know. I Very saw some, strategic. Yeah, I yeah. saw some neighbors who did move their cars, and I was my mind was I was blown. 
You're like, there's a tree right above you, man. It was yeah, how, but, how much confidence you got in those branches? Yeah, they they just didn't move the cars, and yeah, I, I saw. I'm sure that you know they already know about it, but yeah, their cars are damaged because some tree or some limb fell on it. So, Rob, what do I tell you every single day when we walk out of here at night? I say, man, I really worry about these trees right here because where I park. You do. I, was, you do I, right I, I said, I told, I tell Rod every time I look up at them trees. I said, man. I know that this is not probably the smartest thing for me to be doing every single time I pull up in here. Sure enough, bam, that's where all of it would have happened at. Yeah. No, all of the madness. Ty, uh, Ty had his car yep. underneath one of those trees, and he was actually warned by Chad at the time. Because <laughs> hey, Chad moved move his that? car like an old man. He said, Ty, you should move your car. And Ty was like, ah, I'm fine. So, oh, no, I got stairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're not fine. I, I believe I saw E. Rain's post that there was trees on both sides of his car when he was up here. That is wow. the spot that I parked But in. not on his car? Not on, but on both sides. Wow, the angels. Uh, looking out for my man, he reigns. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, man. Uh, so hope everybody out there is safe. And I don't know what Austin does about, you know, trying to replanting uh, trees and trying to kind of restock yeah. um, all of the uh, the different trees around that have been damaged. They should have some type of program. I'm sure there already is a program. I'm just ignorant to it. But there should be some type of program where you basically get a discount, buy a tree, I don't know, some type of tax deduction, <laughs> something like that. Well, just to replace the trees. Yep. We, we won't see it in our generation. Right, but right. at least the city of Austin you know, I mean, needs to be able to, I don't know, benefit from it because uh, that's one of the beautiful things about the city. I they like kind of kept that natural aesthetic. And I don't know, I haven't been around to like the green belt. I used to live by the green belt. I couldn't even imagine Ooh. what the green belt is like right now. Yeah, that would be totally yeah. different. You know I mean? yeah, my, my house I backs should... up to one. So. Oh, does it really? Yeah, so yeah. I, I don't know. I know our backyard is. Oh. Yeah. yeah, and I, I don't know when they'll get around to it because there's so much. Man, the people in tree, uh, tree, like tree limb, tree and limb cutting, trimming and removal are about to make a ton. Yeah, I got one of my homeboys that was supposed to come by my house. He said, "Man, I'm so backed up right now. I can now. imagine. I, I'll, I'll get there tomorrow, and then I'll go in my backyard. All the stuff is kind of melted off. My tree is standing there like, whoo! I just took a little nap. I'm back. Snap <laughs> back, back up. Standing back straight up? back up. Hey, that's hey. Straight back up. I'm lucky day. for that. That's a beautiful day. You are lucky, but not on my neighbors though. My neighbors are not lucky. Yeah, yeah. I know it. I, I some of my neighbors, uh, they're obviously their their trees in the front are totally destroyed, and some of them, you're right, they were just really yeah. strong. Yeah, I mean, extremely strong. They bounce back and they look just fine. Um, all right, but anyway, enough about that. Uh, don't want to be a downer, but I hope everybody out there is doing well and is safe. Let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys because they are making moves. I mean, I would give the number to the specs text line, but you can't text us, right? We can't get text either, so. And then that's down too. This is why, ladies and gentlemen, this is why your boy writes everything down. Okay? Papers, papers to we the are savior. Still prepared to bring you a damn good show to inform, entertain, and educate. That is what we do. All right. Uh, so the <laughs> <laughs> the new Cowboys offensive line coach. Now this guy she came by. I think came as a surprise. Nope. I it happened yesterday. Um, it went very under the radar. I mean, nobody. It wasn't really big news. I didn't see it across my Twitter timeline very much. Uh, but the Cowboys did make a move and hired a new offensive line coach. And you may not know his name is Mike Sol- Solari. Yep. And he's been around for a long time. He is. He's. He yep. spent 2018, <laughs> 2021 with Seattle. Uh, most recently, but he was also an offensive line coach with Mike McCarthy for a year in Green Bay. He was an assistant, actually, an assistant um, offensive line coach there. And he had a two-year run, actually, under Coach Landry. 
with the Cowboys. That's how old my man is. That's how old That's he how is. old my man is. Uh, Jason Garrett once considered him as a finalist for the offensive line job when he hired before he hired Paul Alexander. So uh, he's been on the Cowboys' radar before. Um, he was an offensive line coach with the 49ers. When mm-hmm. Jim Harbaugh and Greg Roman were there running with Kaepernick and making those runs, and he had some great O lines there with Joe Staley and uh, Mike Ayupati and uh, uh, Alex Boone, some really good lines. He also specializes in, in multiple different blocking schemes. You can go power gap schemes, zone blocking schemes. He can teach all of that. Uh, he did spend 11 years in Kansas City, and the quarterbacks coach for his first two years was Mike McCarthy when he was in Kansas City. So there is a another Mike McCarthy connection there. Um, he also spent so he also spent some time with the New York Giants under Ben McAdoo. Big McAdoo is a M- Mike McCarthy disciple. So there you go there. And he he his first stint with Seattle was around tw- 2008 2009 when a young Dan Quinn who was a D-line coach in Seattle and an assistant head coach was there before his Legion of Boom run, and he was the D-line coach, and Mike Solari was the offensive line coach. So they would go at it there, and I'm sure so Dan Quinn probably also highly recommended uh, Mike Solari for the job. And when Mike Solari went back to Seattle, um, he was under uh, Brian Schottenheimer. Mm-hmm. who also has been a consultant with the Cowboys for the last couple of years. And there are a lot of people that believe he could be one of the front runners for the offensive coordinator position with them as well. And we know that offensive line position for the Cowboys is stocked with talent. Tyler Smith, Zach Martin, Terrence Steele, Tyler Biotish, Tyron Smith. Um, I, you know, the more I research it, Harge, I, it, it makes sense. I, I, I don't, I, I like it. I don't love it, but it does make a lot of sense. And he's a detail oriented guy, man, about the intricacies of hand placement and reading body language. I do like his philosophy. He always says you run the ball to win the game, but you got to pass to win the championship. That's his philosophy. So I like his philosophy. Like I said, I like it. I don't love it. But the more research I do, the more it makes sense. And it's very compatible with what I think my Mike McCarthy wants to do. I mean, you just said that he coached with Tom Landry. Dude. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I know time. he's doing – I know he's been around the game and he's trying to bring some different parts to it. And, again, to your point, there's there's some a lot of talent on the offensive line, young talent, old talent. But my biggest question is going to be what you said was Ben McAdoo has spent some time with Mike McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Um and he's been on the staff before. He left and came back. This is one of those things where it's like I wanted, I want more guys that aren't disciples of him because he's going to get the guys that he feels more comfortable with. That means he's going to revert back to his old ways where opposed to we need to get some young blood and some new innovative ways to be able to use the talent that we do have. That's the one thing that, that worries me about it. Now, as far as continuity and, and understanding of the game, I'm sure they're going to be just fine. But it also means that has has Mike McCarthy become more accustomed to the nuances of the new NFL as opposed to what he, I had success this way, and this is what I want to do. Uh, Mike McCarthy, I, I got faith in Mike McCarthy, though. The more research you do on Mike McCarthy, I mean, his offenses have been – Top 10 offenses, top, you know, sometimes, sometimes uh, close to probably half the time, they've been top five offenses. But the Kim Kardashian, Nicki Minaj, Serena Williams size, Cardi B size, Megan the Stallion size, Beyonce size, but is a lot of that was with 
a young Aaron Rodgers in exactly. his prime. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you got Dak Prescott, who's no scrub, but you ain't got a young Aaron Rodgers in his prime. Correct. Uh, so, <laughs> Which is why you're walking around with that Super Bowl championship. Yeah, exactly. You know right. So I, I, I agree with you in the sense that I would like him to bring an outside voice. We've talked about this. I want him, um, you know, because he, he, he does, he does want to bring in people that he's comfortable with, and I get that. But I want someone, because he's Cowboys, and it's not just Mike McCarthy. It's the Cowboys who have been such a homegrown, yep, yep. incestuous organization. And it's not a bad thing. It's not a terrible thing because they, they've been promoting from within. That's, and, and I think there's a healthy amount of that in, in, in every business, by the way. Uh, but I think also there should be a healthy amount of bringing in fresh perspectives right. to, to keep you as an organization evolving. Mm-hmm. And I think for the Cowboys, you know, Scott Linehan was an in-house hire. And so was Kellen Moore in-house hire. Jason Garrett. You know, they just love, you know, like I said, nothing wrong with it, but maybe there can be a gratuitous amount of it, too much of it. So I'm with you. I would like the Cowboys ultimately to bring in outside uh, perspective and an outside set of eyes, and I wonder if it, if it, obviously this is not going to be it. And I, he's an outsider, but you're right. There's a lot of ties, there's, a lot of tentacles, uh, yeah, exactly. connecting him to Mike Felt McCarthy like we and his about staff. Kevin Bacon or something yeah, exactly, like that. Exactly right. Yeah. That's why. That's why I wanted to name all that because you're right. There's a lot of ties and yep. tentacles uh, to this staff and to Mike McCarthy. But what I will say is, you can still with the offensive coordinator position do what you're suggesting. Yeah. You can still bring in that fresh perspective, someone who's got some outside, you know, uh, really kind of an outsider looking in insight uh, into looking at your organization, the protocol, the methodology and and being able to provide uh, advice and insight as to how to improve it or what to disregard, what to keep, you know, and maybe there's just a better way to do it. And you don't know that unless you look to someone who has been doing it differently. Yeah, no doubt about it. And that's the. That's the frustrating part, but it's also the intriguing part, right? Yep. You're like, oh, I don't like this, I don't like that, but what if they do get it working? What if you find out and they have changed the way the philosophy has been thought about in this particular situation on a run play, third and four, as opposed to third and seven? You know, there's so many different mm-hmm. things that they can try to scheme up to make things different. That's the one thing, and like I said, that's the only problem that I have is because – there's so much familiarity with it yep. that it means you're going to revert to your comfort level. Exactly. No, uh, and, and, oh, man, I wish we don't have access to sound. We're, <laughs> we're going to get it tomorrow. It's crazy you bring it up. Stephen, Stephen Jones said that. Stephen Jones has a quote that is eerily similar to exactly what you said about okay. I just everybody fell into a comfort zone there, and we didn't really like the comfort zone of Kellen Moore right. and Dak. And I remember I talked about Going how, back to you, how unique it yeah, is. Yeah, how right? unique and intimate that relationship was because yep. nobody in the NFL has an offensive coordinator and quarterback relationship quite like Kellen Moore and Dak because Kellen Moore was fast-tracked. Mm-hmm. He went from backup quarterback retiring to quarterback coach within a year and then within a couple of years, he was the OC. Yeah. And I'm not saying he didn't deserve it, but that is being fast-tracked. So to your point, though, Harge, about bringing an insider. Which uh, sorry, an all, outsider. Which was also coming through the organization, going back to your point. Yes. That you said. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> Incestual. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they're looking for someone with this offensive coordinator position that can be a fresh set of eyes that truly doesn't have, you know, that connection to Mike McCarthy that can really be a, you know, like I said, a new perspective on things. I, I'm more and more research I do on Brian Johnson, the more I like him. I, 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 it's, it's a, 
it, it's an outside-the-box kind of hire for offensive coordinator, but you look at his resume. He's the Former he's quarterback, too. Quarterback coach right now. He's a quarterback, too. Yep. Quarterback coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. And at when he was the offensive coordinator for Utah, he was the youngest OC mm-hmm. in the country at the time. He actually is, was recruited by Dan Mullen, who later hired him. Uh, he was made. He, he was offered by Dan Mullen and played when Dan Mullen was under that Urban Meyer regime there at Utah. That's where he went to school and played played ball. But when he became a OC, he was the youngest OC in the country at Utah in 2012. And when he was a quarterback coach, and this is why I think my man Hard is gonna love this quarterback coach at Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. and he With and, who? and he coached that. Okay. And he coached Dak. Okay. He coached Dak to be That's... a Heisman semifinalist. Dak led the SEC in total offense back-to-back mm-hmm. years when he was there. Uh, Patrick, you, yesterday we talked about yeah. you know quarterback confidence, someone he can trust. That's why they like Kelly Moore in that role, right? Kelly yep. Moore yeah. was Zach's – he was – sorry, Dak. He was Dak's confidant at the time. Um, so they liked him as a quarterback nurturer, quarterback guru. That's what this guy was for Dak, and I guess it could be that again to a certain extent. Uh, but when he went to Florida – Florida in 2018, hell, he turned Felipe Franks into a double-digit win quarterback. And after after he left, Felipe Franks did not look like a double-digit win quarterback. Felipe uh, even at, left. As, as a quarterback coach. Yeah, yeah, he was a quarterback coach. Then he got promoted to offensive coordinator there, and that's when he had Kyle Trask as quarterback. They had the number one passing offense in the mm-hmm. country at the time. And Kyle Trask was a Heisman finalist. Uh, they were Kyle wo- Trask is now going to be the quarterback for Tampa Bay. Amen, brother. Good point, brother. Nice little nugget. Uh, one and two in passing yards, uh, passing touchdowns, and in passing yards that year. Um, then, of course, after that, he ends up going to Philly as the <clears throat> you know the uh, quarterback coach with Philly, and we've seen the maturation and development of one Jalen Hurts. Yep. Uh, by the way, he was at U of H briefly too. I didn't. I skipped over this in 2017. So Major Applewhite likes him. A little random yep. Texas connection there. Probably he's from Texas. Yeah. He's actually from Baytown, Texas. So him and Jalen Hurts probably got side. down with yeah. yeah, they're like, dude, we're both from Texas. They probably, you know, got down on that. That probably was uh, easy to form a connection there. So I don't know, the more research I do, and Dan Mullen loved him so much that Dan Mullen not only recruited him um, when he was under the Urban Meyer regime at Utah, but he also uh gave him one of his coaching jobs when he was at Mississippi State. So he loves uh he, you know, he loves his coach, Brian Johnson. Right. And he was one of the ones to help propel his career. So I honestly he would be one of my front runners. I like him. I like no, I don't him. Like him. The, I love him. Yeah, I liked him from the very <laughs> beginning. You know, I, I I thought that was a name that we needed to pay attention to. It was actually one of the names that I brought up during the conversation, and I knew that little nugget about um, uh, Mississippi State because of Dan Mullen, mm-hmm. because that is when Dak became a national name because it took him to number one, took Mississippi State to number one, and then. He also was, like you said, in the Heisman Trophy candidacy because of the way he was leading that team. And Brian Johnson was a part of that. And Brian Johnson, he was a good quarterback at Utah. Yes, he, he was. He was a damn good quarterback he really at Utah. Was, yeah. so, he really was. Somebody to pay attention to, and that would be a name that I would not be upset if the Cowboys got. Outside the box, but I, I, I said I love it. You brought it up earlier, and you just keep doing some rabbit holing about yep. Brian Johnson and his resume. And you said success – has followed every stop where he's been, yeah, yeah, yeah. And specifically at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Nah, I guess not at U of H. That's probably one of the ones that well, he, he probably had Greg Ward there too, though. Think he about had, that. I think it was like, uh, was it Postma? Remember this kid, Kyle Postma? Uh, actually, Kyle Allen might have been. Kyle there. Allen might have been, been there. Yeah. That was another. That was a, it. Was a weird like it was a weird group of 2017 quarterbacks. 
Houston quarterbacks was Postma, Postma. Derek King, De'Ara and Bryson De'Ara Smith. Derek King, that's the one I was thinking of. And who was the other one? Bryson Smith. Bryson Smith. Neither. No, no. Okay, I don't know those ones. The only one you know is De'Ara King <laughs> and Postma. King. And Postma. Postma. I knew, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I figured Postma was there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what he had to work with. But, I mean, most of the places he's been, success has followed. So, uh, hey, Hodge, I'm with you. I'm going to jump on the bandwagon there with you on that I Brian like Johnson that. one. I like that. I'm jumping on that bandwagon with you, bro. I think he's done a, a really good job and with, with Philadelphia. And you're and, sleeping with the enemy now. Philadelphia, come to the hey, Cowboys. It, which is even good. Even yeah, better. You, now yep. you can get secrets. Yes. You can get some of that. What you has know, been that your intel. motto? What's been your motto? Man. Interview everybody so you can get yeah. all the intel. I'm trying to get it. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. I, so I would definitely, I'm sure he's going to get an interview, but yeah. he might be worth hiring. Uh, if you want to get outside, you know, having someone who's been connected to Mike McCarthy in some way, form, yeah. or fashion, which I, you know, I'm cool with that. Because somebody who's been, who doesn't, who doesn't necessarily see Mike McCarthy as doing them a favor because, cause coach, I, lo- I love you know, coaches, but it's a good old boys network. It's all about who you know. Which is life, pretty much. Yep. Uh, but um, and it's all guys doing each other, doing favors for one another. Mm-hmm. So it's like, no, no, I'll do you a favor, and I'll hire your son. I'll do you a favor, and I'll hire this guy. But you owe me a favor, and right, then, right. okay, then you get a favor. Oh, and I need a job. Okay, I get a favor. It's it's all favors being repaid, mm-hmm. pretty much. And that's why oftentimes you don't get coaches who are challenged. You get a lot of sycophants around mm-hmm. coaches. Great Mike Leach would always say, no, no, all my coaches they get an opinion. We may not. You know, we may not use it, but we may not decide that to go with his opinion and, and go with his analysis, whatever it may be. But we need to hear it. Absolutely. We need to hear Absolutely. the deferring opinions about it, because I think it will make us a more informed coaching staff and educated coaching staff. You know, we'll come up with better solutions that way no doubt. to the problems. And I, that's why I think, you know. Hiring somebody you know, they'll be indebted to Mike McCarthy. Oh, yeah, he did me a favor again. I like Mike McCarthy. This guy is a fast riser. You can tell. He's trying to hop. And this, yeah, and he, this is the other part of it, He hasn't been too. in a place more than, I don't know, three or four years, really? You I don't need think he's somebody, been in a place more than three years, actually. You need somebody to tell you when your slip is showing, like when there's, when there's an issue. So if, if we've been together for so long, I know which direction you're going to go, and you're like, okay, I'll just go with it. Well, if if I haven't been with you and I see you taking us on a direction that does not seem mm-hmm. to be the right direction, like, why are we going that way? Explain exactly. to what this is for me. Mm-hmm. I know that these guys understand it, whatever that may be, but where are we going? Because I see this totally different. Yep. And you, like you said, as long as we can come to the table and have an open conversation about it, then I think it'll work. But I also believe you need somebody there to say, no, 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 man. You're going in the no, that's not how that works. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or just to challenge you. Just to, just to exactly. challenge you. you know, and maybe you are right, but I think being if you cannot uh adequately explain or rationalize whatever the opinion is that you have or the take or the game plan, then I then maybe it's not the right one. Exactly. You should be able to explain it to me and break it down to me and convince me of why, why it's the right that's decision. Exactly right. And he's only been at Mississippi State's the place he's been the longest and he was there three years. Right. I, I do bet Dan Quinn would love to have a conversation about the Eagles as well. <laughs> yeah, <no doubt. laughs> hey, uh, hey, we got to play them twice a year. Why don't you give me some of them secrets? Exactly. Hey, he's coach, he, he knows Jalen Hurts really, really well, and yep. he knows Dak Prescott. He knows really, the really playbook. Well. Really, really he knows well. that they. He does. I just say it's a division rival. Not a bad thing either. Yep. And you, that's going to be the quarterback. I imagine you're going to be facing for the next yep. five, six years or so, yeah. at least. Exactly. I, I, as long as mm-hmm. he's there, most likely. 
Yeah, no, exactly. I, I'm with you, man. Get the get an inside man. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, I, I there's now, a mole uh, within yeah. CSI. <laughs> <laughs> now, you also, I think, I think we've convinced ourselves. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think right now I'm we're all, all in the Brian in. Johnson bandwagon right now, in. man. Give me a better, give me a better name. I mean, there's some good ones out there, yep. but that would make so much sense. And to Harge's point, that outside fresh perspective that will challenge you in a constructive way. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not. There, there may be yeah. a bunch of plays y'all all agree on, but there's going to be some situations and play calls that you're going to be like, "Nah, man, look at look at how they're attacking it, and look at the success rate we had, and what we're not being successful in. Let's scrap those. Let's scrap the ones that were not not three straight curl routes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Hey, and to that point, though, real quickly, um, that's what happened between Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy reportedly. We knew it. Is that they actually they, they were disagreeing on how to solve some of these schematic problems um, and some of these developmental issues with Dak Prescott? Which they is were disagreeing why? on that, and that's why they mutually agreed to part ways. And I think it's healthy. I think it's absolutely exactly. If, if, if everybody was on the same page, why the hell aren't we a Super Bowl champion? Somebody in there should be disagreeing with the way things are going because we're not winning every game. We're not, you know, and we're you're not. the head coach, so you should have final say yeah. at the end of the day. I agree. With it. I, I, I like that that report came out and yes. that it's been reported multiple times. I'm glad there was tension there. It's, I think it's good for the Cowboys that was tension there. And I kept believing it. I kept saying there's no way they, they are sitting there eye to eye smiling with the, some of the play calls that are happening in the crucial times. And one of Big, one, one of big Mike's uh, failures is, is time management, right? Like, we used mm-hmm. to always talk about his clock management. He never really paid attention to it. But then you also need to look at what the plays that are being called and why we had so many three and outs in a in a game. Like, you don't have three and outs at the NFL level that many times in a row. Now, we understand that both teams are, are getting paid a lot of money, but it's the NFL. Your team should not be going three and out nine, ten times in a game. Agreed. You are a professional. And I'll also tell you this. I, I'd love to have some outside people coming in for people I'm trying to keep and people I'm trying to re-sign and stuff and go, hey, man, what does the Eagles organization think about Zeke Elliott? And if he just starts laughing and rolling on the ground and be like, hey, I'm just let you know, every other team thinks you're all idiots. Mm. Yeah. Then you go, all right, maybe we shouldn't pay him so much. But if you only keep people in-house, you only know who what you think about them mm-hmm. and what you read. Yep. We got to get into that report, too. That Jerry wants to keep Zeke and Tony Pollard, but he wants yeah, to keep Zeke. You know Zeke. what I say. Jerry says a lot of things. Jerry does. Hey, <laughs> Jerry and, says a lot of things. And Dak's getting an extension. And they want Dak to have yeah. which is nothing wrong years, with that. Ten years. I, you know, we'll get it. We talk Cowboys. Yeah. That's, what, see, that's what a ton of Cowboys nuggets out there. Yeah. It's like so much Cowboys news. It's Take hard it to keep away. up with. Uh, but we'll get back to that, I promise. All right, Pro Football Focus. They have ranked the top 101 players. I don't know why they added the extra one. From this past season, we'll get into where any Longhorns rank. They're also they are ranking positions uh, coming up for the 2023 season, and the Longhorns are already getting some love for returning top talent at these positions. We'll discuss it on the other side, right here on Ball Don't Lie, one four nine the Horn. Welcome 
The Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a new theme Thursday right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn. All right. Okay. I got it. Well, I don't have it, but I am I'm pondering. All right. Okay. All right. You got anything, Harsh? Negative. Negative? Not even close. Not even close. Yeah. Okay. It's, 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 it's going to get weirder. Don't worry. It's going to get it's weirder? It's going to get weirder? It's going to get weirder. Oh, man. Uh-oh. Patrick's in the mood. It's, you'll get it by, you, you will get it by 4 o'clock. Tell uh, you, you'll get what, it by 4 o'clock. Always. You always give us Until the, 4 o'clock. the no-brainer. <laughs> yeah, the no-brainer <laughs> selection at 4 o'clock, basically. It, we, sometimes we struggle with that one. <laughs> no, yeah. no, you'll get it. You'll get and it? That one I'm sure of. Um, all right. All right. Uh, we'll get into a uh, new theme Thursday a little bit more. Hopefully we'll get it uh, sooner than the four o'clock hour. Um, usually I'd give you the spec text line. We don't really have access to the spec text no. line at all. But you can cyberstalk us via Twitter. I'm at Rod Davis in the Twitterverse. Harch is at Hardball Harch in the Twitterverse. And my man Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis in the Twitterverse. Uh, okay. I... <laughs> I was going to get to the pro football focus, uh, top 101 players from 2022 season. And I was expecting it to be more Longhorns on the list. And honestly, it's just not. Bijan's the only one on the list. So uh, not going to talk a ton about that. That actually does, doesn't surprise me that Bijan's the only one on the list. But they did come out today with their... Uh, top 10 returning players at each position. And by the way, Bijan, they have it number four, the fourth best player uh, in the country uh, or from their top 101 rankings from 2022. Okay. Um, so, but that's the only Longhorn. That's it. I thought that'd be, I thought it'd be somebody else would sneak up there. Nope. Dude, all right, let me ask you this. Should there have been another Longhorn on the top 101 best players in all of college football other than Bijan Robinson? Uh yeah, give me I'll give be, me the give I'll me the look, one I'll, or two players that should have been on there. I've got Rojo as one Ro, of them. Ro, Rojo pr- probably does have a case. I he, he probably does have a case. Yeah, he would like as we've talked about. He would have been a number one on pretty much any other school in the country that wasn't Georgia or Alabama. He had a higher broken tackle rate the last two seasons than any running back in the country, including Bijan Robinson, and averaged more yards after contact than Bijan Robinson. And by the way, hey Cowboys! Was, hey Cowboys! Hey Cowboys! Yeah, I okay, saw that. Uh, I saw. <laughs> I saw that on a mock draft earlier uh, this week. He would be like a third or fourth round. It's so easy. Exactly. Hey, what are you waiting yeah. on? All right, uh, the draft, yeah, pop, pop. man. We gotta wait for the draft, man. We gotta wait for the draft. <laughs> Don't give out all of our stuff. Don't give out all of our secrets. All right, who else? Because I like I like your Rojo take. Who else? I'm I'm looking at either Keandre Coburn or or um, my man Demo, Demarvin Overshawn. That's good. You know who I'd go? I'd go JT Sanders potentially. It's a damn good tight end. Oh yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah, I, I mean, definitely he's the best believe tight end he's in the Big be, Twelve for sure. I, I, by I'm, far. And I, I know Georgia has a better tight end, but I can't imagine there Georgia are, has a couple better tight ends. Yeah, pretty, pretty <laughs> that's, that's fair. <laughs> fair. Well, that's what's up. But I, I don't know. I, I imagine he might have been knocking on the door there too. Yeah, just because he's the best tight end in the Big Twelve. Um, Patrick, you think anybody else that we missed? We that, say Jalen Ford. Jalen Ford should have been on the list. I mean, he's a Big 12 player, defensive player of the year in our minds. So yeah, if I'm yeah. saying he's the best defensive player in the Big 12, I, I would say out of a Power 5 conference, he probably would fit in the top 101. Just I, in my head. Yeah. The math works out that he would be in there. That's a, that's a I damn can, good I one. can ride with that. 
I right, can so ride we, with that. So what are we at? We had like we, we got four of them we at got least. Four of them at, at least. least. We got uh, at least. So yeah, I wish I could. I wish I could tell you, Pro Football Focus agree with you guys. But I mean, it well, is, remember, Pro Football Focus was the one that was giving them all the love all season. Who Jalen Ford? No, like everybody on Texas Longhorn. No, Pro Football Focus loves the Longhorns, right? Uh, but this list, obviously, they got embarrassed. They're yeah, they that. were like, I, "We gave them too much love." <laughs> well, welcome to the club. Yeah, <laughs> we've all we've all been there before. Pro Football Focus showing Texas way too much love, and then yeah. it blows up in our face. That's why, yeah, we are cautious. We are cautiously optimistic when it For comes sure. to our Longhorns. But yeah, I'm going through the list. Just another time I've gone through it like three or four times. I'm with you guys. I was like, man, it's so that's kind of surprising. They have one other player on the list. But, yeah, I'm in the 90s now, and no, not one other Longhorn. I think you can make the case. I think uh, Patrick's right. Jalen Ford should definitely be on the list. Um, I'm with you. I, th- I think you're right, Harris, too. Rojo should definitely be on the list. For sure. And like I said, I, I think JT Sanders would be knocking on the door a little bit. I'm not sure if he'd make it. i got to go look at all the best tight ends in the country. But he would but be somewhere would in the conversation. But what would they base it off of? Uh, it's probably based on some algorithm, some, you know. Well, the reason why I say that is because right now he hasn't shown to be that elite blocker at the tight end position, right? So maybe that's something that they're looking at and saying, okay, if he works a little bit more on that part, we'll give him that bump that he needs because we already know he's a great receiving tight end. I mean, he and he runs good routes. Now we just got to see that other part of him just blocking a little bit better because like we talked about before, Rod, when he was involved with the game plan early in the game, mm-hmm. we were getting the best out of him. When okay. he wasn't getting the ball early in the game, we weren't getting the best out of him. You know how it is. It's just like basketball. If a guy's not touching a rock early in the game, he doesn't feel like he's a part of it, we may not get the best performance for him. But if you, what they always say, we got to feature him early. We got to mm-hmm. get him involved early. I think he was that guy. If he's not touching the ball in the first possession and a half, you might lose this kid early in the game. Um, yeah, well, that's, that's maturity. He yep. can't be that. That can't be the case. Uh, he's got to still Agreed. stay dialed in because when he's dialed in, he's one of the best tight ends in the country. And speaking of that, uh, Pro Football Focus did their top 10 returning tight ends in college football for the 2023 season. Number one, they got Brock Bowers. No surprise there. Mm-hmm. The guy's the best tight end in the country. He's one of the best football players in the country, period. I wouldn't doubt if he's up for the Heisman, potentially. <laughs> right. Um, uh, at number two, they have Brevin Span Ford, mm-hmm. Minnesota Golden Gophers tight end. Uh, they say he's probably the best, well, most well-rounded tight end. They love his blocking ability. Getting back to your point, Harch. Number three, they got J.T. Sanders. Yep. Uh, they said That's nice. He had 32 combined first downs and touchdowns in 2022, trailing only Dalton Kincaid and Michael Mayer uh, and Brock Bowers, of course, tight end we just talked about. Um, mm-hmm. So fourth among FBS tight ends there with uh, combined touchdowns and first downs. And he had 613 receiving yards, trailed only Bowers among returning Power 5 tight ends. And we know that he's a freak athlete. And I'm going to go out on a limb right now, and I'll say this. And I and I and I don't know if it's gonna be the case, but it should be the case this upcoming season. You build your offensive identity around proven commodities. It's gonna sound crazy. I think Sark should look to build the offense more around JT Sanders than Xavier Worthy early on I, in the passing game. 
that ain't going out on a limb, but right now them limbs are brittle, so be careful out there, bro. Don't, don't be just – I was going to say I'll stand on it with you, but then it's going to snap, bro. You hear, you hear gonna, cracking? I'll hear that cracking start to come around. So I'll, I'll be careful on that. But I'm with you. I think you're 100% correct. I'm not saying ignore Xavier Worthy. No, no, no. He's a big part of the offense. I'm just saying I think JT Sanders is going to – you're going to have better matchups with JT Sanders than you're going to Xavier Worthy. Goes we back, saw that this year. Goes back to we what saw I this said. Year. You're trying to force feed him the football when he got two defenders – Hovering around him. Um, also, you tried to make him your deep threat when he wasn't a deep threat. I think he regressed because of that. There's a lot of stats showing the regression of Xavier Worthy. So if he, you can, you can, you know, bank on him having a bounce back season. But what if he doesn't? Right. Well, he regresses again, and you had crucial drops and crucial situations. And by the way, JT Sanders had one or two of those as well. Mm-hmm. But I think JT Sanders' rate of development and his ascent right now, to me, as offensive coordinator. And by the way. Uh, Sark is the one who said the tight end position is the second most important Mm -hmm. position in his offense behind quarterback. I didn't say that. That was him. I would build some of my offense around getting JT Sanders the ball, like you said, early and often. Right. Because he's the matchup nightmare. It actually isn't Xavier Worthy. Right. Xavier Worthy is going to get the attention of everybody's best defensive back and the safety over the top and coverage rolled his way. And now you're going to have other wide receivers that are going to be a part of this too that they're going to try to take away? No, man. I'm telling you, I'd build that pass game around JT Sanders. I would. I'd start there. Right. I'd start there and then I'd make my way out uh, depending on the other proven commodities like Xavier Worthy. And I'm even down. you said Jay Witt, and I agree with you, is underutilized. Very much so. So he needs to be a bigger part of it too. Very much so. And I know they, they love them as Xavier Worthy, and I do too, but these other guys need they need to be featured more. JT Sanders and, and Jay Witt deserve to be featured more in the passing game. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I'm all in on that. And t- I just wish that we can go back and rewind this past season, which go back into our our uh, time capsule and look at the options in which, to your point, force feeding it down the field to a double-covered wide receiver. Mm-hmm. You know how everybody likes to go back and review Dak's tape and saying, oh, mm-hmm. he should have threw the ball in the flat right here. Oh, yeah. He should have. I, I guarantee you we would lose our mind on the majority of that for some missed opportunities Going back to what you were saying at the beginning of the year about using putting some Bijan on it, mm-hmm. and then when JT emerged about how we stopped going to JT, it, it just doesn't make any sense. And, and he still had great numbers. Yeah, great. Oh, 54 receptions, <laughs> exactly. 613 yards, five receiving touchdowns. Yes. And Quinn yes. likes him. Quinn, Quinn, yes. Quinn and him have better chemistry than him and Xavier Worthy. Yes. Man. They do. It's just one of those. I'm saying, they, just, just watch it. They do. They got better chemistry than him, Xavier Worthy. So I'm not saying ignore Xavier Worthy. I love Xavier Worthy. He's awesome. Yep. But I think you can take some of that burden off of him, which obviously hurt his game last year. He had 224 fewer receiving yards, four fewer receiving touchdowns, and he had 10 more targets. Mm-hmm. 10 more targets than he did yep. in 2021, but 224 fewer receiving yards and four fewer receiving touchdowns. And look at his A dot, Xavier Worthy's A dot in 2022. As average depth of target downfield, 17.6 yards. It was 13 yards in 2021 because they needed him to be the deep threat and also the number one receiver, and he couldn't be both. He shouldn't have had to try to be both. This year, you're going to have Isaiah Nayor back. You're going to have Ajante Cook who can fill that void. You'll have, uh, oh, what's the guy they brought in? A.D. Mitchell? A.D. Mitchell. can fill that void. Let Xavier Worthy be wide receiver one, but I'm telling you, start building that passing game around, just a lot of it early on around J.T. Sanders because he's going to be the guy that no linebacker can guard. 
Right. And they're going to have to put a safety on him. And when they start putting a safety on him, he can do most safeties pretty dirty. And now he understands the flow of the game and, and being mm-hmm. able to read defenses and knowing where those spots are that he needs to get in. I think it's vital for them to to be able to get him involved with this. So Pro Football Focus is letting us know that he is one of those three. He's one of them. So let's go ahead and show him that he is that dude. They got him as top three tight end coming out yes. in the 2024 NFL draft. Come on. Which means you better get another one quick, fast, and hurry. And and Sark loves Sark runs two tight end packages, twelve personnel, probably forty percent of the time. Last year he divided that up between the six O line package and his true twelve personnel. Last year they were around twenty six percent twelve personnel. Twenty twenty one it was around forty percent. But then that six O line package in twenty twenty two was around fifteen percent. So it just adds all up to around close to forty yep. percent either way. Uh, so he loves his tight ends, and J T Sanders is one of the best in the country. We'll see how Sark tries or utilizes him and weaponizes him. All right. Uh, they also did wide receivers. We'll talk about that when we talk Longhorn football in the 6 o'clock again. So uh, coming up next segment, we'll get back into the Flex and let you know exactly uh, what you can enjoy over at the Flex website. All that more right here on Ball Don't Lie. one on the Horn. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. New theme Thursday edition of Ball Don't Lie. But my man Patrick plays songs and selections that are supposed to give Harge and I clues as to what the new theme of the day is. And I'm a little lost. Um, I'm a little lost. You got anything for me, Harge? Something hard rock. Something hard rock? <laughs> nope. Nah. Does I'm going with hard rock on Thursday. Does that have to do with the weather? <laughs> no. Huh. Okay. Right. I, I'm telling you, you get on the next one. Uh, yeah. I think I, I, I got are you these I, Grammy nominees? No. Okay. I, look, you, hey, you'll get good, on the next one. That was it's good. A good. It's a good guess. That was, not. Coming up. That, okay. that was a good guess, Harsh. Yeah. Hey, and I'm, I'm sure these people will be gr- grateful that you said that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good hit right there. <laughs> <laughs> well said from a, a music snob. That's a, uh, 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 all right, go to FLXATX.com, FLXATX on all your social media platforms. Last night, we did have the uh, the first show of the year for the Flex. Yeah, the Flex, the Wednesday night Flex. Uh, shout out to my man Cameron and shout out to my man Zach Lucero hosting that show. I got a chance to listen. It was really good, uh, really enjoyable stuff. And I'm sure... That some way we may get that podcasted for you. I'm not sure if it is or not. We have yeah, ta- no. Yeah. I'll, I'll make sure it's up by then. Yeah. It will be by probably eight o'clock tonight. Yeah. There so you go. once okay. I can get back to another computer and run between computers yep. and do everything else, I'm gonna make sure we get everything for the past two days podcasted. Patrick's amazing. so people can get up there and uh, you know, gotta give the people what they want. Get the people, people what they want. You gotta give some. No. You know what the people want some more Bit. flex. They I get ca- some flex. <laughs> give them some flex. Give them some flex. Um, no, that's why I call him the real MVP, folks. He is the man. He's doing stuff behind the scenes that nobody knows about, and that's why we also know. I don't know what he's paid, but he is underpaid. Uh, mm-hmm. Power rankings for your uh, Central Texas basketball teams are also up at flxatx.com. Um, but obviously, there has been no uh, sports because there's been no school for the last few days. But if you want information about the 
Texas Football Showcase. My man Anthony Williams um, is actually heading up that showcase. This is for unsigned seniors who are just they want to play at the next level. They yep. want to get a shot at the next level to play for, for any school at the next level. They just want to keep playing football. Unsigned seniors, high school, underclassmen, JUCO, transfer portal players. If you just want to get some college uh, scouts to get some eyeballs on you, you want to get electronic verified times All right, for all the different drills. That will be happening up there as well. Position evaluation drills. They're going to have one-on-one competition. It's going to be at the Dell Valley Indoor Facility Sunday, February 5th. All right, yep. so there'll be uh, Sunday, February 5th. Um, but you can go find out more details uh, at TexasFootballShowcase.com or go to FLXETX.com. There is a pamphlet there with a ton of details for you. And the biggest thing locally, guys, don't be too proud. Get out there and go Amen. and get your workout in. Go in there and let people let let you know what they see. How how are you being judged? you got to be able to get in front of people, and this is the best opportunity. Don't sit around and say, well, I didn't get an opportunity. I didn't get a chance. It's right here for you. And Anthony Williams and his crew do an unbelievable job of presenting this program for you so you can be seen by all these other universities around here. Yeah, uh, and there's there's so many uh, football programs. Obviously, everybody looks at you know the Power Five programs. Mm-hmm. But man, you got you know the D two programs. Uh, you got different levels of programs. Obviously, you got one double A, one double A. Yeah, and there's so many places that will. Give you a scholarship to play ball, and that's all you want. <laughs> and that's all you that's want. That's all you want because you can say, I, I want to go to this school or that Man. school and not get uh, any run. But what are you going to be next? Transfer portal. Yeah. Transfer portal giveth and it taketh away. Hmm. You can go to a school, have a great year, and maybe transfer out because exactly. you're the one that's being sought yeah. after. You got to use it to your advantage. You got to keep playing. You got to keep playing. You find a way to keep playing. Uh, and that's what my man Anthony Williams knows all too well. So go to TexasFootballShowcase.com or go to FLXATX.com. All right, we come back. We got to talk Texans because the Texans are making moves as well. They're interviewing offensive coordinator uh, candidates and also defensive coordinator candidates for their uh, hit, uh, their uh, uh, coordinator positions. Also, we'll talk about the Bears because the Bears reportedly are going to trade the number one overall pick. <laughs> And if you're the Houston Texans, you better be willing to make a deal to move up. Yes, just one spot so you can make sure you get your QB, whoever it's going to be. Can't believe they won that last game. Uh, I, <laughs> what do you mean you can't believe they won their last game? That's the Texans. I kid, I kid. They're the Texans. I, mean, I wonder they're who's going to try and trade up for that pick. Maybe be the number four team that they beat. <laughs> yeah. True that. Yeah. True and you know that. what? I don't think they'll be the only one. I think there'll be a, a couple other teams that are willing to make a move to try to get their franchise quarterback. The Texans will be in that conversation. We'll have mm-hmm. that conversation when we come back right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. Bucky 